Super Talk Mississippi media production. Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A case originating in Mississippi could overturn Roe versus Wade. The United States Supreme Court will hear arguments in the case surrounding Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban, which was originally passed by the legislature in 2018 and subsequently blocked by a federal judge. According to the Center for Reproductive Rights, this will be the first pre-viability abortion ban that the court will rule on since the landmark ruling of Roe v. Wade in 19. 1973. And dispelling misinformation regarding the vaccine as it relates to pregnancy, Dr. Meredith Travelstead explained that a database of over 30,000 pregnant women shows the safety of the shot. And they've compared those who got the vaccine in normal, healthy pregnant women and otherwise, and they have seen no difference in pregnancy outcomes or complications, stillbirths, miscarriages from those vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The post office on Main Street in Biloxi may be renamed for an officer that was gunned down in May of 2019. Officer Robert McKeithen was on his regular night shift when he was shot in the parking lot of the Biloxi Police Department. An Air Force vet, he worked with the department for 24 years and was one of 13 officers honored with the Medal of Valor in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. And recently, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians announced their partnership with the Cherokee and Seminole tribes to build a luxury hotel in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Chief Cyrus Finn explains. name of this project will be the Dreamcatcher Hotel in the heart of the Smoky Mountains, a tourist destination that has flourished even amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. As we move past the trials of the past year, we feel this is an ideal approach in diversifying our business interests and expanding our economy. Construction on the 200-room hotel is set to begin in the fall and will open in 2023. I'm Andy Davis. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Ole Miss Rebels took on the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens last night, battled them for 11 innings, and came away with an 8-5 to win. The Rebels improved to 38-16, 18-11 in the Southeastern Conference. They'll play Game 3, the regular season finale, against the Georgia Bulldogs today, 12-30 airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State, meanwhile, took on Alabama in Game 2 of that series in Tuscaloosa. The Bulldogs shut out the Crimson Tide 7 to nothing last night, improved to 39-13, 19-10 in the SEC and they'll play the final game of that series and the regular season finale as well at 12.30 airtime today on the Mississippi State Baseball Network. And then the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament gets underway Tuesday in Hoover, Alabama. And we'll know all the seedings of that one after today's games. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles did not play this weekend. Their season's over. They're number three seed going into the Conference USA Tournament in Ruston, Louisiana this week. 
This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFBINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking. Hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. In other baseball action on Friday, West Florida defeated Delta State 11-4 to win the Gulf South Conference Baseball Tournament Championship and take the automatic bid into the postseason. Delta State will also expect to hear their name in Sunday night's selection show for the Division II regional field. Jackson State in the SWAC baseball tournament defeated Grambling 9-5. They will advance to the championship game on Sunday. They will face either Southern University or Prairie View. Southern University eliminated Alcorn State 10-5 earlier yesterday. In the Region 23 Junior College tournament being played at Pearl River East Central, defeated LSU Eunice 9-8 Friday afternoon to force a winner-take-all game on Saturday today at 3 o'clock. The winner will earn the Region 23 championship and also pick up a bid to the Junior College Division II Baseball World Series in Indian, Oklahoma in June. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. It's already May the 22nd. You know what May the 22nd is? My goodness, it's almost the end of May. But the best news for me today is that May is also the sesquicentennial of the founding of Gaddis and McLaurin. Uh-huh, that's right. I'm in Bolton. Good morning. Welcome in. Everybody's bustling around here today, and we're waiting to see you as well, because today is celebrating 150 years of service here in Bolton. It's an open house all the way from right now till 2 p.m. today. Free food, beverages, great deals all day long. We're going to talk about those. Gaddison McLaurin Feed Seed Hardware and Mercantile literally covers the gamut. You should see the little group of things that I have already walked around and selected, things I was needing, things that I was wanting. It's an odd lot because guess what? They have everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff going on here. I will be here with Weekend Gardening, and then after I'm off the air, the Handyman Radio Show will be here. Of course, Buddy Slowick will be in to do that. And because there's food and beverages, and because it's Gaddis and McLaurin, there will also be music, mm-hmm. live music coming up later on. Rodney Moore and special guest Gerald Moore 
big deal, folks. Lots and lots of fun. If you've not been recently, you don't know all the big deal they've done here to expand and extend their warehouses. It's wonderful. It's it's wonderful to see a 150-year-old business growing even today in the 21st century, for goodness sakes. So lots of things to tell you about. All week long, of course, they're going to be having the anniversary deals. Um, which includes sunflower seed and Roundup thing, generic rather, not not brand name, excuse me. I had to say the right thing. And some fertilizer deals. But, but I wanted to tell you that Thursday, the Makita truck will be here at the store at Gaddison McLaurin in Bolton. The tool sale starts today and goes on all week. And we're going to talk with Pierre about that in a little while. But there's so much that you need to talk about, too. That's because it's the height of gardening time. Speaking of which, May is indeed the time to plant sweet potato slips, but we don't always have the opportunity to purchase any. Guess what I saw here today at Gaddison McLaurin? Beauregard sweet potato slips in containers ready for you to plant. That's great. That's just terrific. Now, triple eight. Eight zero eight eight six three seven. That's the Super Talk call line. When you call that number today, you will be fortunate enough to speak to Mr. Will. He will be there. He will take you, put you on the air, and tell me that you're here. But if you text on the C Spire text line, I should be able to see it right here at the desk at Gaddison McLaurin. The, te- the text line is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Please remember, do not text and drive. We, we want you to be here for many, many weeks to come. Okay? Okay. Will, I thank you for being in this morning. I know that getting up at this hour is not always your favorite thing. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I've got the coffee going. Well, that's that's good news. I, I'm on my second cup. So. <laughs> we have some crazy headlines today that I thought you would appreciate. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm always into the notion of gps tags on creatures because it lets me see where they are when i can't go there and and obviously that's the point of the research i take it very personally though because i like to follow them around too we have had one of the rare gray wolves make it into california from the sequestered area north we know that because of the radio tag but now we have another one so for folks that don't want to see wolves returned to california too late the good news is that we are already seeing in the areas where they have been reintroduced an actual better balance in the ecosystem so if that's something of of interest to you um, i'd be more than happy to talk about that today my friends and of course because there's always something else that someone wants to reintroduce um, at the hesitancy of starting a conversation these are not the black panthers that everybody thinks are in mississippi i'm not expressing an opinion i'm just saying I've seen the videos, too, and I'm not convinced. But a big group of scientists uh, are letting us know, publishing conservation science and practice, that they would like to describe uh, ways to return jaguars into the United States. And it's an interesting conservation concept to return something that doesn't live there anymore, particularly because so many things have changed in the area. Obviously, central Arizona and New Mexico are not, the areas that they were when the jaguars were there. But a lot of it is mainly a big piece of it anyway that they're talking about is the U.S. Forest Service management, and there's less than 400,000 people in those areas. I have to tell you, though, 400,000 people is a lot of people. Um, they 
they're they're not uh, they're not aware quite necessarily of what all we're up to. One of the things I have grabbed today already to take home is uh, a black cherry tomato plant. It's the, the the cherry tomato that I really really like, dark fruit. And this, I just don't need this plant, but I had to get it. It's tall, it's skinny, but it's very strong. In other words, it's not falling over, it's not wimpy, it doesn't have any wilted leaves. It's just tall from sitting in the case. It's beautiful. It's already got some flowers on it. I'm going to bury half that stem. And that's going to help a lot in terms of giving it some more rooting room to do and giving me a little bit of a, a start on this particular uh, this particular black cherry. Yep, you're, y'all are so right. Um, we, I've got some agreement going on. There's, there are indeed lots and lots of things in the springtime that we all have to pay attention to. I'm moving. I'm still moving perennials. The text line had a question about that this morning. I'm, I have been moving perennials. In fact, I planted some stachys um, yesterday, some some uh, lamb's ears, and I also potted up a cestrum that I had been rooting, which isn't really technically a perennial in zone eight, but it came out of a planting of perennials further south. I've also been gifted with. Thanks very much to my friends in Leland. Thanks so much, Lynn Libus Bailey. Thank you very much, Donna Yowell, for letting me bring the plants to you so that I could slip out a couple of Delta Snow flocks. Y'all know I've been looking for that, and I've, I've got those. So I planted all those this week. They are rooted, so they should do fine. But I did go out and make sure that they had uh, so windy yesterday. I made sure to put a little extra water around them, and I'm going to look at them again today with a little more close eye than I might otherwise do. It's also time to be thinking about if you've got lettuces, if you've got parsley, if you've got other overwintering plants in your vegetable garden, your salad table, some containers on the deck. Now's the time to look for them to begin bolting. The parsleys are bolting in many cases, um, but so are the lettuces. And things like ornamental cabbage and ornamental kale will also put on that tall flower spike at this point. Those are just things that you can enjoy. They're, this is the end of their season, and it's, it's really going to be time to compost them as soon as you get through enjoying the way they look. People will actually cut those flowers and add them to the um add them to really any arrangement pretty quickly can be improved with that let's see um jason's in columbus and he wants to know what shrub would be best as a screen for the pool area needs it to grow fast and be about 15 feet at maturity well it kind of depends on how wide the site is in other words if it's a deep enough site um, Ely Agnes is going to grow fast and going to make a very dense screen. But if you have only an area that's maybe, say, four feet wide rather than six, I would, I would have to go for some of my very, my, some of my other favorite shrubs, I should say, because I do like Ely Agnes for this use. But I also like in, in full sun like that, I, I really do appreciate seeing things that are going to be a little bit diverse. In other words, you could plant a, a whole hedge of Eliagnus or a hedge of Ligustrum. For example, if you really like yellow, you could plant the whole hedge of the, the beautiful yellow Ligustrum that's out there, sunshine. Beautiful thing. Not going to be as tall as you want, but then right behind that, in a four-foot bed, you can put the traditional Ligustrums. Then you're taking care of them in the same way. Some are tall and some are short. More color, more interest, um, maybe kind of more festive in terms of a pool area. You can also put... Um, Several there, there are several things that I would consider in the Columbus, Mississippi area 
that are probably just a little bit different. Um, and, and by that, I mean native plants, particularly things like Adam's needle. It would be spiky, it would be tall, it would protect the pool area, but it would also be very dramatic to look at. So that's just some ideas, um, uh, some ideas for you. I will find out... Um, I will find out, John, about that for you as well. Um, the whiteflies found one of my tomatoes. I, they probably are finding yours too. And I was able to take a pretty good picture before I did them in with some pyrethrin. What happens when whiteflies um, hatch is that they are really look like little strings, and you may not even notice that they're on your plants. This is the case where you say, well, carry that hand lens around with you. You may have one magnifying glass for one reason or another. Some people will put on their reading glasses and get up real close to the plants to see if they can see the bugs. But that's because things like baby whitefly larvae are just little string-looking things. However, at that point, you see they're crawlers. They're, they, they work like so many other insects. They crawl out of their resting their their nesting place and then stick themselves onto the plant and begin dehydrating it so that's really when you want to get them if you possibly can um it's a good idea to make two sprays eight days apart i used um a pyrethrin you could use pyrethrin with insecticidal soap in it you know you could use just about any of the basic contact insecticides in this circumstance We'll be friends forever, won't we, Pooh? Asked Piglet. Oh, even longer, Pooh answered. How nice is that? It's a good thing to think about on a day like today. I was uh, reminded this morning of how many extra special days, how much we're all really enjoying getting out and being here and there. I, I wondered at times during all of our quarantining, what we were going to say to one another when we saw each other again and I saw a friend this morning already in here and the first thing we said was how's your family <laughs> how's everybody doing <laughs> and fortunately we're hanging in we're hanging in oh a good question came to me this week um, about sunburn plants is there anything you can do about them actually no you need to move the plant and um, then of course moving the plants the first part of it but the damage itself when it gets that burnished look on it it begins to look kind of coppery or kind of bronzy but the, the plant's not supposed to turn that way you'll end up with a really unusual looking leaf and then it will wilt and, and give up on you so if you've got a sunburn leaf go ahead and re- remove it and then you'll you have the opportunity to grow a new leaf on most in most cases the text line is starting to heat up today oh that's pretty pretty john's from tallahatchie is letting me see some gorgeous things um this is this is really interesting work that we've got going on here this morning people coming and going we're seeing all sorts of things come in and go out here at gaddis mclaurin everything that you might imagine you know i've always said that everybody and their mother buys hardware and that's one of the reasons why it's so much fun to be here but it's also true that this is a community place. This is a place where people come year after year, obviously 150 of them uh, years, and people come year after year to check out what's going on here, and it's always a little bit different. You'll see some things that you've seen before, but you see other things you haven't. And then you turn around, and there's a beautiful display. I know they had honey last year, but the display this year is just so dramatic and so beautiful, made right over there, Dunton Road in Clinton. I I know those folks. Good morning. (laughs) I love, love, love love seeing all that here well what are you doing in your garden what what kind of questions are on your mind today 
I have to say I ran into somebody this week um, who was really cute telling me that she had just gone and bought too many things. She she basically did not pay any attention to what it was. She paid attention to her budget and bought and spent her money for plants. And now what was she going to do? I said, well, now you're going to figure out what plants you ended up with. <laughs> because, as I've told you, if you grow in containers, you can create any environment that you want, any little habitat. But otherwise, your property, no matter what it is, it could be a balcony or it could be you know, a landed estate, there's parts that are sunny and wet. There are parts that are sunny and dry. There are parts that are shady and wet, and there are parts that are shady and dry. They may be that way, or you may, you may create them yourself. But when you do that, All you have to do is look and see where those plants need to be growing, and then you can either have or create the environment for them. I would rather you did it the other way, of course. I'd rather you had the uh, opportunity to give yourself a little bit more time to think about what you were going to buy. But I understand impulse buying. My goodness, half my garden is impulse. So it's really fun stuff. Um, Let's see. Tom's in Laurel. He has big boy and better boy tomato plants. Then he wants them to thicken up, to bush up, instead of being so tall and slender. Well, if you're fertilizing, um, fertilize with less nitrogen. Switch to something that's maybe 5-10-10 or 0-10-10 if you happen to run into that. That helps. But it also will help if you if we get, if they're still too thin and not blooming at this point. I would go ahead and pinch the top out because that's just going to make them bush at the bottom, and it will. If they haven't bloomed yet, they will go ahead and bloom. So I would do that. I like the idea of growing some tomatoes, and I have to tell you, I'm going to lay this one down in a trench. I have a big basket type. Well, it's not a basket; it's, it doesn't hang, but it's a shape shaped like a basket, and I'm going to lay down the the tomato stem in it. I'll take the leaves off the part that I bury, and then I'm going to let the other part curve up with the flowers that are already on it. And it's a it's a beautiful plant. There's some some back there that aren't even quite as tall um, that would be better for somebody that's not as adventurous as I am, perhaps. But I'm I'm into this. I'm you know, I'm looking forward to really t- making that beautiful. Oh my goodness, y'all know how much I do love a picture of a pretty swamp. That's just beautiful. I read something this week that I thought was interesting. Um, a new study of ancient DNA from horse fossils. Yes, believe it or not, everything leaves a fossil, all right, somewhere. And, and horses are among the things that we study because the history of horses is a little bit murky. Um, we've always understood that, you know, we, we, we're, depending on where you look at history, we know when the horses were brought from one place to another, from one continent to another, but we don't really know how they got there in the first place. So these are both North American and Eurasian fossils. And what they have found in examining them is that indeed the horse populations, just as we understand the human populations did, the two continent, when the two continents were connected through the Bering Land Bridge and the Bering Straits, the, the Indeed, the horses moved back and forth and had families multiple times over hundreds of thousands of years back and forth on both sides. That's how come we ended up with them in both places. It's pretty exciting. Something that has been, as they say, uh, postulated but not proven. And now they've got it. They've got the fossil record to tell us all about it. All right, now, get on your horse. Come on to Gaddison McLaurin and come see me. I'm Garden Mama, and this is Weekend Gardening.
Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by The Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. Garden Mama here to ask, what about your trees? Hmm? Everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service, and mine is Matthews Tree Service, the metro area's oldest residential tree service. They're licensed, insured, and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones, too. Listen to your mama now and call Matthews for free estimates in the greater Jackson metro area. Call 601-316-8584. Matthews Tree Service. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bathfitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bathfitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle bills. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi.
Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks 1-800-647-8540 or on the web MajesticMetalsINC.com. Thank you so much for deciding to put me in your ear today. You may be listening live this morning, and I sure hope you are. Supertalk.fm, of course, gets everybody to us one way or the other. And indeed, you may be listening on the rebroadcast. You might be listening on demand. You might even be picking up a podcast. Who knows? I'm just glad you're here, and I thank you very much for being interested in gardening, for being interested in what's going on at Gaddison McLaurin, and frankly, for being interested in what's going on with Garden Mama. Thank you very, very much for all of that. Beautiful amaryllis pictures today. Thank you, James, for that one. Just gorgeous, lovely things here on the text line today. Oh, beautiful, beautiful hydrangeas. We are seeing so many beautiful hydrangeas. I don't know. I mean, it's just a lucky happenstance, but I'm not the only person that has some that are blooming in different colors than I've seen before. What beautiful Asiatic lilies as well. Just beautiful. Really pretty, Jamie. Thank you for sending those. Brian's in Louisville. Um, His tomatoes that he planted last summer are doing better because he's moved them outside. How often should he fertilize them if he's using miracle Grow? It's going to be about every week. Um, if you're using a miracle Grow that is a vegetable formula or a tomato formula, I think they do make one of those. You, it's one that is a weekly because it is soluble. Now let me talk about that just for a moment. We think about bags of fertilizer. We think about think about boxes with, that you mix the, mix in the water and whatnot. Every time you're looking at a bag of fertilizer that is a granule or a box or whatever, it's, if it's a granular product, it is not going to be used up as quickly. It has a slower release. Not slow release, but it will be slower and it will last a little bit longer in your soil than one that you mix up and put in water and water the plants with. That's why we do that a little bit more often. And usually, this time of year, it's going to be about every week. Just about every week. I had no idea about a couple of things that were going on in, in my garden. I was talking with somebody about caladiums, and I discovered that I still have one. Um, I didn't know in one of the containers that I thought everything was out of. So I'm now going to uh, add a few things to it and put it in the shade. I've got hostas and containers that are blooming. So I might just move one of those in there and leave it with a, a caladium and hosta combination the the pairing of plants to go in the shade i think always requires that you choose two different colors of green first of all if one can bloom that's even better and if one has a slightly different color to it um, that's kind of fun too oh those look really good i like that this pictures of these beautiful tomato plants really really nice what a good job you're doing Great. Let's see now. Who's on the phone today, Will? We have got Doug, and Doug is calling from West Point about his tomatoes. All righty. Good morning, Doug. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Hey, Mama. I've got three questions for you. I'm going to ask them to you and then hang up. 
back here mm-hmm. in the back here with Black Jerry. My mm-hmm. grandma, she always was playing about it. She'd take off the leaves off about a third of them and bury them kind of straight down deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a good idea? My other question is, she always told us to pick our tomatoes at the breaking point, and I don't know what a breaking point is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then right at the then. end of the season, growing season, She'd pick the green tomatoes and wrap them up in newspapers and put them in a shoebox and bring them out Christmas time for red tomatoes. Yep. I'm going to hang up and listen All to right. you, baby. Thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, your grandmother's on my, on, my, on my wavelength, absolutely. The reason that we bury the stem of tomatoes and not other plants is because the tomato has the capacity to send out roots all the way along its stem. Each one of those little growing nodes and even in between them, it can proliferate some adventitious roots and that means just thin roots that are going to bust right out of the stem of the plant. So, we can bury the stem and we get extra roots. People who plant a field full of tomatoes will often do this because they're trying to obviously we're going to have to support the tomatoes, but even beyond that, we don't want them to be able to just pull up in a windstorm or float away. So having deeper roots or, or more of them is always very, very helpful. Um, the breaking point that she's talking about, in as far as I understand it, is what we would also call pink shoulders. Um, we often hear from people that the tomato never got ripe on the vine or that it ripened too quickly or that it, it cracked, you know, the skin cracked or that something else happened to the fruit. If you pick the fruit at the pink shoulder point or what I believe she calls the breaking point, that's where you can begin to see the color emerging around the stem end. It hasn't begun to turn yet, but it has begun to color up. First, they'll get a little bit less than full green. They'll be a little bit lighter green. And then you'll see them begin to just barely put on some other color and start to ripen. That's really the time to pick them and ripen them inside on a counter or in a windowsill if your window's not too brightly lit. That's going to keep them from being attacked by stink bugs. Um, It's also going to keep that fluctuation of water from splitting the skin on the tomato. Green tomatoes in a shoebox, absolutely. I'm, I'm not quite as um, organized as she is or was. I, I use a brown paper bag and put the tomatoes in there. What you want is for them not to touch each other but to just be nice, hard, green tomatoes. And then, yes, in a brown bag in the kitchen, just on the counter or down underneath it, they will ripen over time. And, yeah, you can also take some out and have fried green tomatoes. <laughs> so both of those things work. Um, I, I give her great credit, and she taught you well. So that's wonderful. If uh, One of the things that we don't always do in when we're talking about house plants that we take outdoors, you know, the ones that, that would sit in the kitchen or sit in the living room and be perfectly content, but we'd, we'd like them to be outdoors in some humidity and get maybe a little bit of, uh, maybe a little sun, maybe not too much, but a little bit of sun. Any of those kinds of plants that we're talking about may need to be pampered just a little bit now, especially because you may have moved them out and then the weather got cold and then you moved them back in and back and forth and up and down. Think about whether they need to be repotted. I'm thinking in my case, I've talked to you all about this um, pretty Dracaena marginata that somebody gave me as a plant about three inches tall at a remote broadcast years ago. And I have grown it. The thing is now five feet tall. It's um, 
still only one stem and I've only repotted it once since I've had it and I looked the other day and realized that it's got roots coming out the root, the bottom the drain hole of the of the pot well that means it's going to not only need more water because it can't do that but it's also going to need more attention because and I don't want to water it as often as it's going to need so I've had it under a tree this this weekend I need to get a slightly larger pot the reason that we only move a little bit um, larger pot, not just go from the small pot to the gigantic one, is simply because we would like for the plant to be able to encourage itself to grow roots, but we don't want it to feel like it's got to grow roots forever and ever and no top. So if you move things into a slightly larger container, you're actually giving it what it needs. You may think that, oh, well, it's going to need a bigger pot next year. Well, that's fine. Wait till next year. So, <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Anne from Oxford just gorgeous salmon amaryllis and of course there's one pretty red one too she says the rain beat them up a little bit but she's right they they are almost indomitable there there's very few things other than a limb falling on top of them while they're in bloom that can mess up a stand of pretty amaryllis and these are gorgeous thank you for showing me we don't think about those amaryllis, um, those Christmas cactus, all those holiday plants. I looked out yesterday and the poinsettia that I've had now for two years, which did not get very red, and, and it got part of it got red. It's I didn't do my my treatment of it as well as I should have. Obviously, there must have been some light leaks that I didn't know about. But I've got um, the opportunity now to take care of it. And I looked at it; it's dark green. It's beautiful. And it has red bracts. So now I don't want to cut it back again. I'm going to have to do that eventually. <laughs> That's one of the ones. Christmas cactus, this is the perfect time to bring them out. You don't want them in full sun. They'll get overheated. But if you can put them so that they're going to get a little bit of sun and have a nice humid environment outside, they're going to grow. They're another one, though, particularly if you bought that Christmas cactus in a three-inch container, you know, and, or it was a gift or something, you're going to need to repot that plant. One of the things that we always look at when we have a plant like Christmas cactus that sends its leaves out and they can be kind of fragile, they're going to hang out over the edges of the container. That's really the time to give yourself something like, and I always use this, a cloth diaper, something soft, something that is a little bit cheesecloth-y, but not necessarily. You're going to wrap that around the leaves of the plant at the top of the pot and then just hold that so that you can hold that that material rather than having to grab onto the leaves to unpot it and repot it those are just some things that i've learned over time that really make a lot of sense um oh fun brenda's brenda's and brandon her tomato made it this has been a conversation we've had for a little while that's great good news thanks brenda what fun the tomato that she sent before had sprouted in the fruit um, and and I just that's just really cool. Uh, it, we know that things do that. We know that one of the reasons that people plant an overripe tomato at the end of the season is because they want the seeds, but actually what they want are the seedlings. And in Brenda's case, she definitely got them. That's a good-looking tomato plant. I can't wait to see what kind of tomatoes it makes. That's fun. <laughs> I will give you a piece of advice since you sent me the picture. Um, I would take off those yellowed leaves at the bottom because they're not going to necessarily contribute to the plant. And, in fact, you could um, give the whole thing a little bit of fertilizer at this point. I think that would help it, too. Do you?
you use slow release fertilizer on your lawn? Do you want to get out there and green it up quickly, or do you just want to feed it a little bit? It really does depend on the condition of the lawn, doesn't it? I was looking here. You know, there's always a, 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 an option. There's always choices. We always look at one product, and then we look at another, and we think, well, this one's going to cost this much, or this one's going to last this long, all those sorts of decisions that we make. And one of the decisions that I made a long time ago is that I really do prefer the way the lawn reacts if once it's established not a new lawn but once it's established i really like the way it reacts to slow release fertilizer it never puts on a big flush it just keeps on making a little bit more and more of its own growth and then it gives you something regular to mow and i like that very very much I really, really do. You know, one of the things that is so cool about having an opportunity to come out and do radio on the road is getting a chance to meet people and see people that I haven't seen in quite a while. And look, if you're looking for anything, I love the way that we we just talking about feed, seed, hardware, and mercantile. Gaddis and McLaurin is the place for you to be. If you've never been here, you're going to be surprised at how happy you feel when you walk in. You're going to be surprised at what a really wonderful selection of products kind people that are going to help you i have never had anyone here make me feel like i was dumb because i didn't know something i have always had great help from folks here to help me figure out what it was i was looking for and then sometimes really to just agree with me that something else is good or something's frustrating (laughs) one of those those are both good things let's see what trey and grenada's got going on here on the text line you can send me a text and i can actually see it um, it, it's, of course, the, the C-SPAR text line that we use all the time around here. And it's 601-879-4395. Beautiful, Trey. Good-looking beans. Oh, my goodness. I sure hope I get to come to Tupelo this summer. <laughs> I want to see that garden. That looks great. Everything's really growing. That's beautiful. Of course, you can call 888-808-8637 if you would like to, to talk to me. And, or if you want to talk to Will, for that matter. Um, don't forget, the Makita truck is going to be here on this Thursday, but there's sales going on right now. Lots and lots of things happening that you really want to know because we're celebrating 150 years. Do you have any idea how few businesses can make it to 150 years? Sesquicentennial. What a wonderful word. Now, sesqua, of course, is a word that you can apply to anything means one and a half. So a sesquicentennial is one and a half centennials. And I'm not quite that old yet, but I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm, I'm confident that Gaddison McLaurin will be here in another 150 years. How about that? One of the friends that I talked with this week said that she was suffering. She bought a house in Louisiana and really, really liked the way the yard looked until she realized that the beds around the trees were too small. And by that, she was saying that that the trees looked like they were sitting on a a tiny little tuffet instead of sitting in a bed. What could she do? Well, it really does depend on whether or not there's a, a very severely formed ground cover around that small bed. So I advised her, take a look. If you feel like that there's too much ground cover, then you may just want to go out with more ground cover, making a wider berth, a wider skirt, so to speak, underneath that tree. Be easy to do, something that you might want to get into. I'm at Gaddison McLaurin. I hope you're here, too. Come on now. This is Weekend Gardening.
Do you want that dream job? Do you need the right skills and credentials to get there? Did you know more than 2,000 students have taken advantage of the MyBest program for free? Contact your local community college to learn more about the MyBest program. Take charge of your life and make your dreams a reality by attending a Mississippi community college. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. We're giving you more this May at Mazda of Jackson. That's right, more. More savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Get 0% financing our 1500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for complete details with food and select models. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com. Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. 
Jane Gardening. Thank you so much for putting us here with you today. Thank you for being along for the ride, as they say. I really do appreciate very, very much having the opportunity to be at Gaddis and McLaurin, talking to the folks here and having a chance to see what all is happening and meet some customers. And frankly, I'm, I'm sitting right next to the best bunch of bird feeders, bird houses, and bird paraphernalia I've ever seen. Um, you want a bad house? They've got that. You 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 want the literally the sunflower feeders, the ones that actually work? Yep, yep, they've got that. You want to feed Orioles? Got that. You want to feed thistle? Got that. As well as every other sort of just traditional hummingbird feeder, birdhouse, all of the, the things that you really feel like you don't see the things you feel like you can't find enough of a selection well a lot of times that's you're looking for us here at gaddis and mclaurin jared from pope is on the text line today what's the best green tomatoes for frying i have to tell you um the choices are wide but i just had a delicious um fried tomato sandwich the other day and i'm going to tell you this it was a beef steak type tomato it was a great big tomato but the point is they've got to be still very, very green. Um, I, I have tried to fry green cherry tomatoes as a whole little thing. That didn't work at all. But the the ones that are, if it's a large slicing type tomato or even a little bit smaller slicer, but you just that's the kind you want. And what you're looking for is something that the skin is completely intact, that there's not any blemishes on, and it's just still solid green. If they've begun to color up, if they've begin to, begun to hit that breaking point that we talked about before, um, that's not going to be as good a thing for you. You're not going to want that. Now, I love the um, the other. Oh, this is really a good question too, coming in from Corinne and Jackson. She's she's one of our classic growers here. She did order the sugar pearl corn that we talked about growing in a container because there's several varieties. Renee's seeds has um, quite a few that do that. But she says this is the first time I've ever grown corn. What do I need to do? Hand pollinate? No, all you have to do because I can see that the uh, I can see that your tassels are about to form. Just as long as you're fertilizing and they're growing, you're going to do fine. That's that's going to be beautiful. That's really great. I love to hear that. It is a pretty little corn. It's one of those. It's 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 not a huge ear, but it is one that you can grow in a container with great success. Love, love, love that. I had no idea. Uh, I, I know we talk all the time about how many bee species there are and how many um, we how many we've counted and how many we know and how many we don't know. But I don't. I guess I just have some sort of bias against Michigan in some way. I just had no idea that there would be 465 bee species in Michigan. I had no idea. Or who counted them? You know, um, everyone according to Michigan State University, of course is important for its use its particular part of the ecosystem its particular part of the habitat and indeed 15 years of studying the wild bees that visit the blueberry fields there in michigan researchers really have been amazed first of all they all like blueberries okay but then they start counting them and they found 465 of them this is published in agriculture ecosystems and environment this is so interesting um they we sample bees, but we don't have very many studies that sample bees in one location, and that's why this one has been so specifically terrific. 
it also tells me why there's uh, such successful blueberry growing in Michigan. It always has been. They've obviously got plenty of pollinators. The the text line today, of course, is is available to you and so is the call line on the, the if you want to text by all means do 601-879-4395 we thank our friends at uh, at the we thank our friends at ceasefire for that and of course our friends at super talk here for 888-808-8637 that is the uh, phone line oh that's a terrible picture victoria's in crystal Springs. there's slugs everywhere and she has seen the big holes in the eggplant and the pepper and the bean plants and yes they will get on anything the slugs that this year have been particularly prolific because frankly wet conditions allow them to breed um, wet conditions underneath leaf piles underneath firewood piles anywhere like that that they can can gather and reproduce they're going to cause us trouble the answer really is first of all you got to find out where they're living you got to if you we, we oftentimes will see old-fashioned pictures of vegetable gardens and they're literally set up on the hill next to the house and the uh, all of the wood pile and the barns for the animals and all those things are slightly down the slope because that's how we want these things to work we want things to have their own space and because in doing that we're able to keep make the pests have a little harder time getting to where they want to be they can't get to us they, you know, they can't get up to the garden, then they can't get into the plants. So find where they're living and destroy that area, break it out, clean it up, dry it out. But for the, the slugs themselves, the best solution is diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth, of course, is something that I've talked about here for a long time. You will find two grades of it. You'll find one for swimming pools. You'll find one for the garden. Get the one for the garden. It's a better, finer grain for this. And what we want to do, of course, is to put that around your plants and in this case you may find also a duster then you, you'll end up dusting all up and down the plants because the slugs are have already found their way to them but when you find big holes um and i mean when i say big, i mean as big as the end of your finger for example when you find those then you have really the opportunity to understand that you've got a problem you've got an infestation of slugs that are living somewhere that are just waiting for wet conditions to come out and bother you and You've also got maybe an overcrowded situation, um, maybe the garden's in a low spot that makes it easier for them, but mainly you have got a problem that you can control because you can use diatomaceous earth. Now, this is also a good point to give your children, grandchildren, neighbor kids, whatever it is, um, a nickel per slug to fill up a jar. <laughs> that gets rid of a lot of them, too. That's how I got them off my back door that one bad year. My kids made a bunch of money, but that was okay because it taught them about slugs and it let me get rid of them. Um, let's see. Clark's in Grenada with 20-foot cedar trees that are turning brown. How can I stop them from dying? Okay, the question is what kind of cedar um, and, and the, 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 which the main question, of course, is are they yellowing from the inside next to the trunk coming out? Are they yellowing from the bottom up? Or the yellowing from the top down. Because all three of those things mean something different. So send me another note and I'll try and give you some advice. Um, many plants, cedars, you wouldn't think would be among them because we're not, you know, for the most part in our audience today, we're not in South Louisiana. We're all of that water, 16 inches in, in a day, you know, has happened. But we do have um, 
some wet conditions and any tree can be overwhelmed at, at its and its root system can stop working if it stays too wet for too long okay think about that one of the things that I really do enjoy this time of year um, it has, is sitting outside because we anticipate it's going to be so hot so soon. And last night I was tickled. Um, it was actually pleasant even for the latter part of May. And that does give all of us an opportunity to understand that there are different conditions every year. That's why people keep calendars. That's why people keep plant books. That's why people keep notations of what bloomed when and how things did things happen. Okay, Clark says there's it's starting in the middle and going out. Sadly, that's probably going to be wet soil. But we can talk some more about that. We can take your phone calls. We will also take your texts. We're going to talk to somebody here from Gaddis and McLaurin because we're celebrating 150 years of service. Great deals all day long. The Makita truck will be here Thursday. We got music. We got food. We got, well, we got me. We got the garden mama. And then we've got the handyman coming right up after that. I'm going to go talk over here to Bill and see if there's any music back in the back. Y'all come on see us. This is Weekend Gardening. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HighBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HighBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find what you're looking for today. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. 
I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While noting that it may not have been his opinion during a recent interview on Super Talk Mississippi, Aaron Rice with the Mississippi Justice Institute said the Mississippi Supreme Court stuck to the letter of the law. I know here people feel like they kind of lost something that they wanted, but you've got to zoom out and look at the big picture, which is you want the courts to interpret the Constitution and not start getting into how popular is this or, or what do the people want. The court deemed that Initiative 65 was improperly placed on the ballot due to language regarding the state's five former congressional districts. And we're nearing the end of the fiscal year, and budget hearings will begin in September. Speaker of the House Philip Gunn says it's a long process that starts with lawmakers hearing from agencies as to what they need. We come back in October, and then we'll eventually adopt the budget in December. We give them instructions and guidance, and then in December we'll adopt a recommendation. That's just a recommendation from the budget committee. But the budget won't be done until the end of March. I'm Andy Davis. Free up your time. With Steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just $199.99. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. While money seems to be flowing like water from D.C., Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly says critical cuts are being made. We become more indebted every day. This money is being spent. And listen, defense is getting a cut. While we're giving 18% increases, not even counting the CARES money and all that that went to these other domestic programs, we continue to cut. The only areas that are cut is going to be defense and, and border security. And housing prices are up more than 11% nationwide. Lee Garland, owner of the Garland Group, suggests that potential buyers keep their end goal in mind. If you're going to be there a long time, it makes sense to buy the to build the home of your dreams. But if you think you're going to move in two to five years, you're going to get a better deal on an existing home. And if you want to sell, now is the time. It's the highest peak. Yeah. I actually have people that are buying motor homes and campers and living in those temporarily to take advantage of this incredible seller's market. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Ole Miss Rebels took on the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens last night, battled them for 11 innings, and came away with an 8-5 to win. The Rebels improved to 38-16, 18-11 in the Southeastern Conference. They'll play Game 3, the regular season finale, against the Georgia Bulldogs today, 12-30 airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State, meanwhile, took on Alabama in Game 2 of that series in Tuscaloosa. The Bulldogs shut out the Crimson Tide 7 to nothing last night, improved to 39-13, 19-10 in the SEC and they'll play the final game of that series and the regular season finale as well at 12.30 airtime today on the Mississippi State Baseball Network. And then the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament gets underway Tuesday in Hoover, Alabama. And we'll know all the seedings of that one after today's games. And the Southern Miss Golden Eagles did not play this weekend. Their season's over. They're number three seed going into the Conference USA Tournament in Ruston, Louisiana this week. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HighBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And see what everyone is talking about. In other baseball action on Friday, West Florida defeated Delta State 11-4 to win the Gulf South Conference Baseball Tournament Championship and take the automatic bid into the postseason. Delta State will also expect to hear their name in Sunday night's selection show for the Division II regional field. Jackson State in the SWAC baseball tournament defeated Grambling 9-5. They will advance to the championship game on Sunday. They will face either Southern University or Prairie View. Southern University eliminated Alcorn State 10-5 earlier yesterday. In the Region 23 Junior College tournament being played at Pearl River East Central, defeated LSU Eunice 9-8 Friday afternoon to force a winner-take-all game on Saturday today at 3 o'clock. The winner will earn the Region 23 championship and also pick up a bid to the Junior College Division II Baseball World Series in Indian, Oklahoma in June. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Top Sports Mississippi. With your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My goodness, what a beautiful day we've got going on today in Bolton, Mississippi. This is the 150th 150th anniversary. That's right, the sesquicentennial. We are celebrating 150 years of service with a beautiful big open house here at Gaddis and McLaurin. For those of you who are not so quick in math, that means that they were established in 1871. Okay? Yeah, nobody here was there then, but guess what? Their family was, and their family continues to be, and their family continues to grab on to folks and hang on to things and look at other ways to do things and find more ways to be everything you need in feed, seed, hardware, and mercantile. Now, today, the events here go on from 8 until 2. Food and free food and beverages. You got to see that lucky dog cart, y'all. Come on now. And live entertainment from Rodney Moore and Gerald Moore, who's already been in to say hello this morning. Guess what, though? This is a big, big day for you. If you are a Makita tool person like I am, this is all week long an anniversary sale happening, and the Makita truck will be here on Thursday. Wowie, zowie. I'm going to welcome in... 
what we call this the representative from Gaddison McLaurin, but y'all will recognize him as one of my cohorts forever on the radio, Bill Maley. Hello, hello. How it's are you? Good to see you. Been missing working with you. Well, I'm glad you're here. I hear you're working harder in retirement than you uh, are. If I highly recommend retirement if you really want to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not just planting the hydrangeas for your wife, no, but there's a lot going no, on. No, but there's a lot of that. Talk to me about Gaddison McLaurin. These are uh, some of our best buddies, and we just can't say enough good about them they're the kind of folks when you walk in the door you feel like you're part of the family yeah and if you look around the building we're sitting here looking at all these shelves i can't find things half the time but you get with joyce or one of the ladies back there or even pierre if he's around and say hey you got such and such and they'll know where it's at oh yeah and if they ain't got it they can get it one of the most fun things for me in having the opportunity to sit and watch is that exact interaction. Mm-hmm. There is not a customer who comes in here that doesn't have personal service. I don't care how many there are. That's Everybody, because right. these people right. spread themselves around the store, and they know where all the stuff is. And I can't, I can't leave out my buddy across the other side of the store, Uncle Frank. Yep, Uncle Frank's yeah, got it. Yeah, if you need a washer, I'm he's telling got you, it. He's, he knows where it is, <laughs> he and he does. knows lamp parts. I mean, That's he right. knows everything. That's right. All that That's stuff. exactly right. And where else are you going to go? I was saying in the previous hour, I hear from so many people that they really want to look at bird feeders. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't think of necessarily coming to a, a, a mercantile for that, but you should because these folks are serious. There's every kind of bird feeder, every every literally they're all top quality, but literally every sort, whether you want to feed some some finches or whether you want to feed some chickadees, orioles or whatever. whatever you want to feed mm-hmm. chickadees and hummingbirds mm-hmm. or frankly if you want to raise chickens they got all they got it. They can looking at feeders it right out. behind us they can figure it all out for you because that's what hometown does that's it that's it and it's, it's a small town and and like you said everybody knows everybody just about and if you don't you be in here five minutes they'll know you yeah they'll so, know you I will drive the extra miles just to come here to get things from these folks. A lot of people do. They do. A lot of people do. do. And it makes a perfect sense as mm-hmm. to why. It's not just about free food and beverages at the open house. It's about every day, every That's day, right. every day. Now, now, the free food and vegetable ain't nothing doesn't wrong hurt, doesn't oh, hurt. We're going to take hurt. advantage of that. But I will, I will tell you that they are closed on Sunday, and I always love a place that says this is Sunday's a day of rest. Me too. <laughs> Y'all go home. Me too. I even try. <laughs> Well, for those of us who garden, and if, if we have a full-time job, I don't have one anymore. My, my full-time job is now four part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. But if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you have a full-time job that works regular hours, uh-huh. you're always looking for that other opportunity, you know, to get in and, and find stuff out and get ready. Mm-hmm. That's why you come to Gaddison McLaurin on Saturday and go home and do what you do on your Sunday. Get you your might, weekend projects You know, done. get your projects mm-hmm. together and get exactly. everything that you need for mm-hmm. it because they've got everything i was really i'm still telling you i'm going to have to sell these out today y'all gonna to have to come get them they're Borgard sweet potato slips here in the back it's mm-hmm. this is actually the month to plant them mm-hmm. and it's hard to find yep. when i first began as a horticulturist in a hardware store not quite 150 years ago but <laughs> close more like 50 yeah um one of the things that we got from the Bonnie people. They didn't do individual pots like they do now. They did. They dug them up, wrapped them up, and put them into a crate. And you mm-hmm. bought pansies in the fall, wrapped up bare root. You bought sweet potatoes in the spring, bare root, wrapped right. up, just like that. And they have taken those things and turned it into a whole big, you know, Bonnie plants are everywhere now. Yep. 
and for good reason. They know it's time to plant Beauregard potatoes. They know it's time to what it's time to do because they've been doing it so long. Yep, they can't schedule it like it needs to be scheduled. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. So, and I'm I'm tickled to see that all of that back there. But I have to tell you, I did not know until I started uh, because I've worked in hardware. Okay, I just still did not know how many different kinds of chicken feed there are (laughs) until I walked around back there. Saying one to make feathers, one to make toenails, one to make beaks, one to make them crow. Mm -hmm. Everything. A couple of them make them lay eggs. All that stuff. We'd like to have all of that. But that's the thing. You can't, until you know what's there, you can't learn. That's right. And Gaddison McLaurin is always going to teach you something when you get here. You'll find out something that you wanted to know. Now, for folks who who may recall that that, that our dear friend Bill Maley was once upon a time um, teaching pond classes down at Crystal Springs, you retired just in time for them to stop having that event because of COVID. Tore the whole thing up, didn't I? I didn't didn't do the virus, though. I thought about it last year. I thought, you know. They got tired of us. They, 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 there's, there's things have changed. But, yeah. look, but you look back at your program and my program. There was always a crowd. Always, both of them. Always, always. And they always had and, good groups. And now down they've there. gone to virtual. And I think I really do look at bringing more people into virtual. You know, I'm zooming now. I, I know. I it. teach that way, and mm-hmm. I do. I do my my uh, my patrons will see me Sunday night. In fact, if you're one of my folks on Patreon, um, by all means, I appreciate you very much, and I'll be talking to you tomorrow evening. The question always is what next mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i do think that crystal springs has made a real smart move because you're going to see in a couple of years they, they'll still have stuff at the at the station sure. but sure. when it comes to being able to put all of this online so that everybody everywhere who can't necessarily get there this year mm-hmm. you know can still have all of that education and learning it makes a big difference it, yep. our impact in horticulture and in every kind of agriculture really does come down to who knows what and if we can spread the word yep. where can you go to get the information exactly you know? bigger, and i hope bigger it, and wider i hope that people realize that extension is still here even though i left we have to make them retire every now and then, you know, <laughs> that, that, it's still available and that's that's unbiased sure. research-based sure. information and you got nelly neal well, stuff and, like that, and for so. a, for a non um, non governmental freelance person, I'm still here. Me too. <laughs> it's kind me of too. The, the rarity of me. Yeah. Um, I w- I have a group of garden writer people that I communicate with, mm-hmm. and it's I'm really happy to say that the majority of them do not stop once the work the quote unquote work stops. That that doesn't stop horticulture, agriculture nope. people, nope. wildlife people. We just get more interested in what we're doing. It does not. Uh, Talk to me about your project. What you planting? Woo. I know you got uh, I had five I was acres. telling them back there a while space. ago got my neighbors got a tiller. I said, Look, tell me up a little section over here. My Uh-oh. wife's listening, so I'll probably be in trouble when I get home. <laughs> I was gonna plant some jalapenos and some yeah. bell peppers yeah. and some tomatoes. <clears throat> got out there the other day and there was little stakes everywhere. Aha. Uh-huh. I said, What are those? That's where my flowers are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've got no vegetables planted. Well, the good news is the flowers will grow with the vegetables. Right now you have a pollinator field. That's right. And come July, you'll be able to plant more vegetables and you'll have a pollinator field to go with it. There you go. I really like that so many more people, you know, we hear about it from lots of places, but there's many programs. And, in fact, I'm lucky enough to teach um, with Donna Yowell in, Mm -hmm. in the cut flower production group. And what we're seeing more and more are people who want to use sustainable methods of maintaining and taking care of pest problems yep. because they don't want to discourage the pollinators. Right. And that that kind of marriage seems difficult in Mississippi, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a different way of doing it. 
Um, I got a picture from somebody yesterday. I should have brought it this morning. Somebody might know what it is. He said, I planted wildflower seeds last year, and this is what came up. (laughs) It's like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Well, let's look at it when we get through. (laughs) Exactly. But if there's always something... When we plant wildflowers here, we forget that there's also plenty of native weeds that are going to pop up with them, you know, right. and join the party. Exactly. So we get we get an awful lot of, of interesting flowers, even besides the ones that we plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of in favor of harvesting. I have uh, in my neighborhood, we have some of the prettiest black-eyed Susans that nobody ever planted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of run down the hill. Yep. You know, on, yep. The seeds just move from one place to the other. And that's, I think that's delightful. That's one of the things that I really enjoyed with my job before I retired. Still do it if I have somebody with me. I'll talk to myself if I have to. But anyway, <clears throat> the agents would be with me and I'd say, what's that? Mm-hmm. What's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you better be learning because yeah. I'm fixing to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Somebody's going to ask yeah. you. Yep. Try to identify everything out there that we can identify. And we got a diversity of everything. One of the things that has been fun for me, and I know for you too, Bill, is that there's so many more people interested in being outdoors, Mm -hmm. interested in either gardening or watching or looking or, you know, just getting uh, we're getting a little bit more in touch mm-hmm. i think about um in in my youth the whole back to the land movement that, that turned into something that was good in some places and some places was not mississippi we've always been back to the land yep. my louisiana home we've always been back to the land and i'm so happy to see other people coming and looking mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> suddenly people want to know and and there I, I get questions from people that are frankly younger than my children mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what is that plan mm-hmm. what is yep. this plan what how do yep. i do this where can I move this? Can I use that? Um, questions that I thought had already been answered long ago. Mm-hmm. If Well, if it's the first time that a person has asked that question or discovered that interest, they're going to ask those new questions. I'm happy to be the old woman with the wisdom, there so you to go. speak. You know? well, I'm the old man. I don't know about the wisdom part, but I'm the old man. You have plenty. You have plenty. That's, because, that's why you're saying, what's that plan? Mm-hmm. What's that over there? What's going on over there? And what amazes me, we were talking about technology the other night. They got apps on phones where they can take pictures mm-hmm. of Smart Plan Home. That's now. the one I'm yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so y'all, I Y'all download the app, Smart Plan it's, Home. It's great. It's a good one. It's great. But I did take a group out, and I said, all right, now, next stop, put your phones in your pocket. Yeah, you can't do. And so. then you still have, the, now you can get actually field guides mm-hmm. on an app. Mm-hmm. And if you've never spent time being confused by a field guide, you need to do that because <laughs> it's tough but you will if you find one that thinks kind of like you do you can eventually identify the plant through that it's a real good way of doing it um we in in smart plant home we have i i I hesitate to say but it's more than half a billion plants that have been identified around the world by our teams Mm -hmm. and we still see plants we don't you know, we have to go look. We to, uh, you know, I do too. It just—it yes. doesn't matter how many you have, no matter how much you know. You still have to go out there and keep learning. Mm-hmm. That's really all that. I mean, that's what's the most fun, frankly. Uh, and then when you identify, spend a little time with it because you're going to be amazed what that plant does and what it can do. Every week, every week, there's something else that we, especially. I love it particularly when it's things. Um, when I was in California. More people tried to kill Japanese ewes than mm-hmm. anything else because they would just come up everywhere and they'd get in the way of stuff. Well, now, of course, that was one of the very first ones that we understood. We could mm-hmm. isolate cancer-curing, uh, I don't even know the name of the chemical, but cancer-curing substances from it. Mm-hmm. And we know... 
because we understand the universe and the way the world works and, frankly, a little bit of God's will in Amen. here. I hate to talk about it, but I will. Um, everything's got a purpose. I will. I'm retired. You know, there's, you know your, your purpose was to get to this point. That's you know, exactly. You're, you're, exactly. Uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday uh, about understanding the extra, understanding that, that not everybody gets here. Not everybody has a chance to say, I learned how to grow this. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. I learned how to mm-hmm. fish. I learned mm-hmm. how to do these these things that we learned to do. And frankly, for those of us who have survived a little while and learned a few things, we might even be able to help you make not the same mistakes that we made. Make your own. You know, there make you a go. New there you go. What, what's the old saying? Do what I say, not what I. Or do what I do. Don't try do to, what I do. Try to follow do it your what, way. Try to follow what I did, but do it your way so you go learn something. And, and even when I was county agent, that what worked on this particular farm may not work exactly the same way on another farm. So you have to sure be a does. bit flexible. So I've had so many people, do your thing. I've had so many people say to me, "Why do you grow in containers? Why do you want to garden in containers? Why don't you just till or dig a hole?" I said, "Do you understand? The hard pan is eight inches below the top mm-hmm. of my soil. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, a jackhammer to get it. and it." wouldn't do me any good anyway because i couldn't you can't get below that yep. but yep. with eight inches and you go a little higher you can grow anything that's exactly you know, right. carrots and everybody exactly else but it's it's right. a matter of working with what you got i'd never had soil like this till i got to mississippi i well, came up growing in gumbo heavy yeah. soil but well, it when was i was in starkville where you know? we lived <clears throat> you had to catch a rain wait two days till it up or it was a rock uh-huh now once exactly. you got it broke the window's real short and planted Grew fantastic vegetable, but if you waited five days after a rain, you had nope. to get a jackhammer. Exactly. <laughs> I, and I have had some things that came out pretty well, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not very many. Yep. Not very many. A pretty, pretty plant. Janet's on the text line from Madison County. This is really lovely. Yes, it's too big. No, it can't be pruned. This is a fiddle leaf fig, and um, this is when people begin looking for a church atrium or somewhere that they can donate it to. <laughs> It's, they do get tall, yeah. and their 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 height is part of their beauty, but you can't prune it. It will hurt. It'll hurt things. Um, it'll tear things up. But I do think that's a beautiful plant, Mike. That's from Mike. I thought that was somebody else. Um, he's looking for a pet friendly weed. James is in Jason's in Laurel. Pet friendly weed and feed for St. Augustine lawns. Um, the, the issue is not so much the the fertilizer or the weed control because both of those things are going to be dependent on the label they're either going to be used after it rained or they're going to be watered into the lawn the point is just to keep the animal off lawn while you're treating it and i'm i'm gonna let it dry out probably you know the next day or something i'm gonna it's gonna be fine though though all of those things trust me all those things have been tested and they'll tell you exactly how long that you need to wait, and they'll tell you exactly how much water to put out, and the time and all of those things really do make a big difference. I will tell you another thing I noticed here this morning that's one of my favorite products that you hardly see, and that is the corn gluten preen. We think about preen, P-R-E-E-N. It's a pre-emergent seed control for any number of things, but the one that is made from corn gluten can be used in vegetable gardens, and I use it. Now, before you ask, it's not going to take out the nut grass. <laughs> it's, it's not going to kill the nut grass. Live with it. Bill Maley's here. We're at Gaddis and McLaurin. We're saying good morning to everybody coming by and hanging out. i got to read the back of his shirt now. So I guess we're going to step away. But guess what, folks? we got a long way to go. Lots of texts coming in. want to see you here at Gaddis and McLaurin.
Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you. But not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. I'm one of thousands of women with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body. I'm living in the moment and taking Ibrand's Popocyclib. Ibrand's 125-milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR-positive, HER2-negative MBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Be in your moment. Ask your doctor about Ibrand's and visit Ibrand's.com. Ibrand's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrand's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrand's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. 
This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I hope your beans are making. I have to tell you that mine are looking pretty puny, but that's because I planted late. But, you know, that's why we're happy we live where we can plant more than once in the year. Beautiful blooms. Brian in Biloxi's got a, looks like a stargazer lily going. That's really pretty. Sweet one. uh, You know how they smell. It's just delightful. Unless you don't like it. I know, I know. Strongly scented plants are not for everybody. And uh, Stargazer Lily is one that is very, very strong. But I think that's a beautiful one. Uh, Pretty plants. Looks like a nice day in Biloxi today, too. Another text coming in from Columbus. Um, Jack says, how do you keep yarrow plants from flopping over? Well, um, kind of depends on which one it is. The white ones, the old-fashioned white fern leaf yarrow will flop over a little bit because it is... Um, it's a very green-stemmed plant. In other words, I mean that literally. It's a, a herbaceous, soft stem. But if you've got um, the, the hybrided, hybridized yarrows, corona and gold and those kind of things, pink ones and yellow ones, those really it, that tells you that you're not, not growing them in quite enough sun. That um, you need to give that spot a little bit brighter sunlight or a little bit less nitrogen fertilizer. Both of those two things will cause them to flop over a little bit. And um, the good news is you can cut the stems and and the flowers will make new stems. And if you need to put a little more fertilizer on them, you can do that. Oh, my goodness. John from Tallahatchie just keeps sending such pretty things. That's beautiful today. Um, I do I do like those. Remember when they had um, bridges that would raise things? <laughs> they, you know, they'd pick the stuff up and move it. That's really cool. Beautiful cold water. That's lovely. 888-808-8637. That is the Super Talk call line. And, of course, the C Spire text line that y'all are blowing up today. Thank you very much. 601-879-4395. One of the things that people are looking at at this time is which of those flowers is going to rebloom and which is not. Sometimes you can't tell directly um, unless you happen to know the plant, but there are a couple of things to look for. The first is if you look at the stem of the plant, you, you will look at a daisy, for example, and what you'll see oftentimes is that there's little modified leaves on the stem of the flower stem that pokes up out of the clump of the plant itself. Those are usually not going to bloom again, but we go ahead and cut them because there may be another flower bud waiting in there that just needs the time and the room to get up and get to blooming. That that can work as well. If, on the other hand, if it has more leaves up to it, you will be able to find more and more things that can rebloom in that circumstance. But if they've got modified leaves coming up underneath the, the flower, 
you're probably not going to be able to get that one to rebloom as easily. So cut it back and let another stem come on up and make the party happen. We were talking about the hard pan at, in my yard. I, I've never said this, I don't think. So I'm going to. This is not exactly something that I've thought about deeply, but I have thought about it, and I'm going to tell you if you have to work that hard to dig the hole then the soil is probably not ready to work. We talk about not digging into wet soil. If you dig the hole and then you take the shovel or the trowel out and it's all stuck to your, the, the dirt's all stuck to it, then that's too wet. On the other hand, if you dig in and it's all literally blowing away, then you know that it's too dry. You've got too much dust. But somewhere in between there is actually the discovery of the hard pan or the day that's wrong to to dig into that particular soil and I want you to be aware that if you're having to fight it that you may need to either water the soil or wait for it to rain or work something into it before you actually try to plant in it it's just something to consider okay something to think about my other issue for you today uh, I've been so fascinated by what's going on I've got a couple of those um, they're, they're cane begonias they do make a flower but the flowers are not that fancy and I, I have been fascinated by the, the couple of them that I have that really seem to be growing beautifully I've got a beefsteak and I've got a couple of other ones they're they're not growing we grow them for the leaves although they do bloom they bloom in late winter so at this time of the year what I'm trying to do is grow more and more leaves so that I have more leaves so I can have more flowers right and because the leaves are so gorgeous well the lily pad begonia also has a round leaf, but not as round. It has sort of a little point on it. It's not as round as the round leaf of beefsteak. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about these today. Begonia names, particularly the cane begonias, are they're not all angel wings, and they're, they, don't, they don't all bloom frequently and over and over again. So if you're growing some, like either the Rex begonias or some of these other um, really beautiful, really gorgeous cane begonias, cane types, appreciate that and appreciate the leaves. Now, what I'm looking at in a couple of these is a big, strong um, rhizome. And I think I'm going to have to unpot some of this because some of the rhizomes are getting down underneath the other leaves and they actually need to be on top of the soil. So when you want to talk about those things, you're talking about making more of more. In other words, there's not going to be less of it. We just want to make more of them because it's a big pot. It's full of plants and it does need to be separated to some extent. 888-808-8637 That is the Super Talk call line. And of course, the C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. I don't know if your crinum are blooming. I walked by a house the other day and the smell got me before the uh, the flowers did. The crinum lily, of course, is one that you sort of have to have in the ground because it's such a big plant. It's going to be two or three feet tall, just the leaves. And then we're going to send up lots of flowers at this time of the year, most of which are fragrant. It's an old-fashioned plant. It's one that brings a serious sense of place, in the, the place being the south, to your garden. Um yeah, they're they're not cheap. You you might be able to get one or two from a neighbor or you know a small bulb, but if you want to buy a big bulb and have a big clump next year, then it's going to cost you a penny or two, so to speak. 
it's worth it. That's why we like those big bulbs because they turn into very big plants. So think about crinum. When you're thinking about bulb plants that you want to make a big statement with, they'll be there for ages and they are really a beautiful, beautiful plant. I did not know and uh, have just only recently learned. I don't know a great deal about manatees, but... I do appreciate that we're keeping up more and more of us with the goings-on in the Amazon basin because of the changes that are there and because we are understanding that the changes there affect us all around the world. The folks um, from in the University of Florida and, and some other organizations, you know, other colleges rather connected to them across Amazonia and the Caribbean have been working on where the manatees, in, in much the same way, that the fossils of the horses help us understand that they indeed were back and forth across the Bering Straits when those things were still solid land. We're now understanding that in Amazonia, the lake that was six and a half million years ago, um, then became linked to the Caribbean, and that's how the manatees got from there to here. The African manatee is not really as genetically close um, to the really what they call the West Indies, the West Indian with Caribbean um, manatee, and actually trying to figure out how the Amazonian one got, where they, how we unstring all of these threads and what it means to us helps us out. Now, as you might imagine, there's not that much of a fossil record of manatees, but we do understand that they were able to get the information that they have and then they turn around and cross it with um, some of their other data so they were able to look at both data that was taken in sequence and also data that's been collected over the years mitochondrial DNA once again is what they're talking about so it's really fascinating to understand how they're doing this that there's a Believe it or not, here's what happens in science. You spend five or six or ten years studying this. The articles, the, the, the authors are finishing it up. And guess what? They have now found the extinct Western Amazon, Western Amazon manatee. <laughs> They've got that one, too, to, to study. It's amazing. There's fragments and mandible and that sort of stuff that tells you it's just slightly different from everything else. Really fun. Let's see. Um, Debbie in Columbia has weighed in on the text line. This is really pretty. Um, that's nice. She's um, another beautiful, looks like amaryllis or crinum. I can't see the leaves to, to tell you, but it's just beautiful, beautiful lilies. And I like that. She says, sure is nice when your husband compliments you on the pretty yard. Good on him. Good that he notices. And we, we, we give him compliments and props for that. And for those of you who are saying he should do the work, no, he shouldn't. Everybody should do the work that they want, you know. <laughs> they should always do that. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to let Buddy comment on this next part. So I'm, I'm going to move along to the next topic. One of the questions that I have had about my garden this year is, how many of these flowers that I planted that seem to be going so slow are going to actually take off? Well, it turns out they all are. I planted an iachroma. Uh, I planted um, a, a, a 
flowering maple. I planted, you know, five or six things from just little bitty plants. And they were not cold tolerant, but they're not cold sensitive either. They, you know, can grow fine, but they just haven't grown very much. Well, I'm hearing the same thing about people's tomatoes and even some of their other things, although people are getting pretty much squash already, but I'm hearing that some tomatoes are a little bit slow. I think that we've had cooler temperatures, and I think that in the years when everything goes so quickly, and we're looking at a fully mature garden by this point in May and you know, waiting for the bugs to come take it, we understand that things do happen differently. There are people that planted okra in March in Zone 8. Some of them may be making okra. Most of them are replanting. And the good news is between vincas for flowers, zinnias for flowers, sunflowers for flowers, we've got plenty of things to plant right now. And in, in addition to Tithonia and Cosmos and all those wonderful annuals that we can grow through the summer. But we've also got the okras and the sweet potatoes and getting ready to look at the entire second garden coming along in June to July. So if you if you didn't get it done and or if something got a little bit chilly and kept you from getting what you wanted, trust me, there's plenty of time yet to come. Now don't forget here at Gaddison McLaurin it's the hundred and fiftieth anniversary the sesquicentennial and in fact this whole week is going to be huge here at Gaddison McLaurin there's the Makita truck will be here on Thursday but there's Makita deals for you to take advantage of right now um, there's the, the grease guns the brushless blowers the brushless string trimmers all these things are on sale and I'm just I've got to tell you it's a wonderful opportunity for you because Makita is a great brand I use it I like it I use it myself I've got to tell you, once I made the conversion to battery-operated tools, I never looked back. And you should, too. Just get your, if, you, if you don't do anything else, get yourself a, grill, a drill. And you'll be so surprised at how much easier it is to do everything. Hang pictures, you know, you name it. And then you'll want a chainsaw. And then you'll want you know, this, this and that. Because you suddenly find that you can do so many more things with it. Okay? Just really fun stuff. I'm, I have all kinds of things going on in my garden this week. I mixed up, had two or three things that died in the uh, flower pots from last year. Didn't make it through the winter. Talk about mixing up some soil and how much of what to use and what you can repot in it. And one thing and another. All of those bits and pieces, of course, are what we're talking about here. Um, one of the pieces of this puzzle, though, really is... What do you, how do you make these choices? How do you figure out what it is that you want to grow? And I've got to say, you know, now that we're looking at getting ready for fall garden as well as the summer garden, think about what you actually like to eat. Think about the flowers you like to arrange. And think about how much time you want to spend in that garden because all of those things go directly to giving us the opportunity to garden happily and healthily all through the year and all through our lives. I was really fascinated by this story about um, bird data. You know, our, our, our Ken Hackman is one of those people that literally knows more about birds than I will ever learn in my life, and so he's an, he's no doubt aware of this. And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from him, or I'll hear from him this week. But the University of Utah researchers just didn't didn't seem to have enough to do in Utah. They are trying to figure out. 
what are the baselines for bird populations in the tropics? Because as we move into a warmer climate, some of those birds are going to be challenged and some of them are going to be able to make larger populations in other places and some are not. So trying to figure out how and where these things are happening will lead us to understanding a little bit more about how birds go extinct and why they don't if we help them and what we can do okay so all those things are going on this work from utah is really wonderful Uh, i I wish i could go to ethiopia and count birds what do you want to do i know what you want to do you want to come to gaddis and mclaurin and celebrate their sesquicentennial with me garden mama right here on weekend gardening make more money do you need a high school diploma do you need help fast no problem contact your local community college to learn more about the my best program my best improving the quality of life for mississippians i'm dr andrea mayfield executive director of the mississippi community college board funding for this ad provided by the wk kellogg foundation Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Am I Crazy Comedy Tour featuring Chad Prather. I hear somebody yelling across the parking lot. Chad Prather, is that you? With special musical guest Colt Ford. My life, my life is perfect. My life, my life, my life. Mitchell Tenpenny. Call me, can't get over you. 
Plus, Ira Dean and Andy Griggs. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Am I Crazy Comedy Tour. Thursday, May 27th at the Scott County Forest Convention Center. For tickets and more info, visit WatchChad.com. WatchChad.com. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable. You never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. just have to say that uh, those of you who keep sending me texts about the uh, squeaking door don't understand that the point of a squeaking door is so you can hear people coming in and going out. We call that ambient sound in radio. We like it. <laughs> but, yeah, y'all can talk to Buddy about it. <laughs> asking me questions. No, tell Mr. Buddy. Y'all talk to Buddy. He'll be fine. So happy to see the ladies from the Raymond Garden Club came in to say hello, told me all about their stuff they're growing. Beautiful tomatoes, beautiful pictures, gorgeous plants, just so much fun. And, and already harvesting zucchinis and getting ready for yellow squash and all that. That's just so much fun. I love to hear that kind of enthusiasm from folks. And, of course, you all know they're a great bunch. They're, they do stuff all the time. Um, one of the reasons that people join a garden club is because gardening can be such a solitary activity. And we do like to get other people's ideas, and we like to share harvests and stories and this worked and that didn't you know kind of things with them but i do think that the overriding emphasis in garden clubs in terms of their public and civic efforts towards beautification and bringing gardening and plants into the rest of the world of the community is just essential and the more that we understand about the power that we have in plants and the power that they give us the more important all of that is appreciate them so very very much now um one of the things that has happened in my garden i have to tell you i I talked about this before and i probably shouldn't have because it has gotten so much worse everywhere that i have gotten rid of poison ivy i have more than i had before um it is literally prolific and i'm using my sustainable herbicides on it and i'm also thinking about pulling out my string trimmer and all the things that I shouldn't do to get rid of it. But if you've had that problem, maybe you've got some advice for me, 888 It's not just me. Lots of people are saying that they've got more poison ivy than they've had. I really don't remember having this much. 
and it has caused me much consternation. Now, I will say, however, that that heavy-duty amount of water in those same areas has given me an awful lot of Virginia creeper, and it's given me an awful lot of a few other vines like the Smilax that I don't like but that are not obnoxious to me. So (laughs) we've got a little bit of everything going on in that particular part of the world. Have you ever wondered how you... um, absorb how you take in the stuff from your parents that makes a whole lot of sense and how you maybe don't act like them in some other ways or or don't follow their their lead in some things the folks from the cold spring harbor laboratory are letting us know that plants actually do the same thing plants kind of pick and choose um their epigenetic modifications of course those are the things that happening at the very moment it's not a mature reaction it's a it's an infantile reaction in a, in a person or a plant or whenever is at that point the baby plants just erase the modifications so that they can develop the parts of their fresh genome for every generation if they didn't do that we literally would be stuck with things that you know corn that didn't make corn or whatever it is the flowers that arise a hundred years after the tree germinated Obviously, I have a whole lot more botany or or natural knowledge or genetics in them than the original acorn would have. And so it's really important for you to understand that this happens because sometimes when we find things that we don't expect, it's simply because the plant did something that we did not have any way to predict or even much to understand. Oregon State University is letting us know about... uh, a really fun thing that I don't... I, there, there are a couple of stories out here this week that are kind of crazy. One, I mean, they're, they're not crazy, but they're they're interesting in the same regard. One is, how come some of these pockets of conifers manage to survive despite the area being, being uh, fired out so many times? And, in fact, they're finding this fire refugia. It has to have a name now. These are the areas that burn less frequently or less severely. And, of course, understanding what those plants are is part of the work of the people who do this, the people who are trying to understand more and more how the projected fire losses, how the loss of the forest can be dealt with, and what it is that we need to go back in and replant. So I'm really happy that there's all of that going on. Ooh, the wind's picking up. We can hear the chimes from outside. That's sweet. That's really beautiful. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, we've also got some really very early evidence in a study from Yale about how people begin to use fire to manipulate their landscapes, their ecosystems. We all understand that there's still people who burn off their lawn every year in in our world. And in fact, this is part um, this is part of the challenge I think for these scientists. It's not only a really odd um, thing to think about burning things up, but it's also what happens next and how many years afterwards does something happen. So it's archaeological evidence as well as behavior that we're that we're looking at turns out that ever since uh about a hundred thousand years ago people have been doing this in eastern africa for example we were able to document that human beings were indeed ecosystem engineers so far back as that and indeed we know it just changed things sometimes sometimes it's a really good approach it's a very um, serious change but a very good approach to making that change and sometimes to weed control and sometimes, frankly, just to stimulating the soil itself to go ahead and give us a little bit more than we had. Um, John sent some, some, as he calls them, tater flowers. 
and that's kind of fun. Um, uh, they're they're really beautiful. Of course, they all look just the same as a tomato flower, a pepper flower, an eggplant flower. They're all in the same family. And in this particular case, his potatoes are blooming purple, and they are just beautiful. Really, really lovely. Very, very lovely. Um, well, that's interesting. I don't know what that one is. I don't think that has anything to do with me. <laughs> this text line is heating up today for sure. That's great. I did not know this about our oceans. There's so many things. You know, we, we talk about what we have studied and where, the, where we've learned too much and where we haven't learned enough and all these kind of things. If you want to talk about uh, what's out there that we don't know about, I've got the, today's word for you. And in, in fact, you, you may know the word and you may not, but it's one that you need to add to your dinner table conversation tonight, perhaps. Um, the, the strange organisms that are known as really they're, they're they're known as blobs if you if you've ever seen if there's ever been any kind of um shall we say experience in your life that has given you the um, opportunity to either see a movie or read a book or in perhaps encounter something as florida state university calls it uh, salps they're strange sea creatures that are found in the oceans all around the world reporting in limnology and oceanography is actually um what no one knew this they they're actually competing for food with the protists but they're also more they're becoming more abundant as the southern ocean warms so what they're trying to understand now is how it affects the rest of the marine ecosystem because as their numbers increase it follows that something's numbers are going to have to decrease. One of the things that um, the, they, they do feed on phytoplankton, we've always known that, and they also do a beautiful job, apparently, of uh, making uh, the most fascinating of reproductive cycles that anybody could imagine. They literally bloom with many, many, many plants. I want to invite you to bloom this week. I want to invite you to come on to Gaddis and McLaurin and bloom with me. I'll be here for a little bit, but be sure and hang out. Listen to Buddy coming up right after this. Come and celebrate. 150 years is a sesquicentennial, and we don't get to say that very often. Thank you. Come back again next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, visit our website at msboc.us. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. 
Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. One forty four Tactical Defense in Florence is your one stop shop for AR fifteens, parts and accessories. They have a certified in house Cerakote facility and they offer a one hundred percent lifetime warranty with on site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit one forty four Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free guardian rifle of your choice. One forty four Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 